Welcome to the High Speed Podcast, the official podcast of the High Speed Alliance, taking you further, faster, together. We are setting our course for freedom and legacy through mastery of business, finance, family, and lifestyle. Welcome to the High Speed Podcast. This is your host, Forrest Bryan, and we got a great show uh, awaiting you today. we got Darwin German of Darwin German Real Estate. Darwin, how are you today? Doing great. Thank you so much. Uh, I tell you, we're having a good time already. Well, we'll maybe we'll explain that to listeners later, <laughs> but uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, ju- we're just having a good time. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening today. Uh, we're, we're always here to help our listeners and our clients to to generate freedom and legacy in their life. And we do that by helping them with their business, their finances, their family and their lifestyle. And so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to have Darwin on and uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of those things uh, today, today as we go along. So um, uh, Darwin, thanks for being here today, my man. How are you? Oh, doing great. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, let's, uh, let's, I'm going to let you introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, you know, why don't you give a little, a little background on, you know, how you got to be, you know, where, where you're doing, uh, your multifamily syndications today, you know, what, you know, where did, where did you start out and give us a little, a little background history on, uh, you know, how, how you got there and, and, and who Darwin really is. Well, I'll give you the reader's digest version so I don't bore everybody. <laughs> I actually grew up in Southern California and my dad was a mechanic, my dad's dad, my grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-grandfather, they were all auto mechanics. But my dad and grandfather always invested in real estate, small things, houses, small apartments, and things like that. So every weekend, my dad's favorite hobby was work, by the way. Mm-hmm. So every weekend, he would have me up, and we would be working on the houses or apartments, whatever else. So I grew up in that industry. When I was 16, my dad said, I'm working too hard. He sold his business but kept the land. Well, a couple of years later, they decided to buy the land. They bought the land, and he needed to do a 1031 tax-deferred exchange, and there were no good properties in, in California. So he found a great property in Dallas, Texas, saw that property, loved it, flew back, got my mom. 11 days later, they closed on 128 units in Duncanville, Texas. Well, he thought it was a great market to invest in. And we had a client who had a lot of money, a family friend and client who had a lot of money. They said, where's the best place to go? He said, Dallas, Fort Worth. They said, what do you know? They went and asked Goldman Sachs and Goldman Sachs said, the best place to go is Dallas, Fort Worth. So they said, here, you know what you're doing. Here's $20 million. Go invest it. And they said, oh, you're doing great. Here's another 20 million. Oh, great job. Here's another 20 million. Oh, you're doing great. Here's another 20 million. Well, five years and $120 million later, <clears throat> we had bought over 5,000 apartment units. Well, at the beginning of that trek, uh, I flew out. I actually moved out from California to Texas to be the boots on the ground here in Dallas-Fort Worth, where we bought most of the properties. And so it was my job to do due diligence, coordinate that. And I, I was still relatively young at that time. And so I was the eyes and ears of the manager, my dad, who was the management company and the asset manager who was also out of California. So they, they raised me in real estate. They raised me doing all those things. Well, I started buying my own small deals. 
I, I bought a lot of small commercial properties, a lot of apartments, things like that. Well, in 2008, I discovered syndication. So I started syndicating deal. I had an asset that people liked. I had a skill set that people liked and wanted to invest in. So what I did is I started putting together syndications. Well, those syndications started off, I mean, I was terrified my first deal. My first deal, I had to raise a million dollars. And I was terrified. How am I going to raise a million dollars? And I started thinking, that's only 10 people with 100 grand. I could do that. So I did that deal. That one particular property, by the way, has produced an average annual return. We still own that today. And it's produced an average annual return of 42.5% return per year on average. So home run. And so I thought this is great. We started buying more and more and more. Uh, I've had over 7,000 units now and currently about 1,500 units. We have properties mainly in Dallas-Fort Worth. We actually have one in Maui and we're buying a second one in Maui. So, um, so it's just a, a fun business and uh, I grew up in the industry so I know it inside and out. We've developed a great team to handle every aspect of everything. That that's what what a what a great story and um, uh, I love it and there's I was taking 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 a lot of notes I hope if you're listening at home you're taking some good notes a uh, lot of, lot lot of good things to talk about there so um, let's talk let's talk about the industry a little bit let's talk about multifamily let's talk about apartment complexes so yeah, that's 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 the focus area for you so you know let's talk about. Um, you know, where we are in the market right now. And, you know, obviously, uh, apartment complexes has been has been a tremendous asset to own uh, in the past. And we still think it is uh, a, a really great one to own now. And then, you know, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, where you see that we are, you know, demographic wise and the economics of multifamily as far as, you know, where we are right now. And, you know, you know, what we see coming up uh, down the road. And, um, you know, and, make sure you kind of keep it a little bit, you know, on, 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 on this front side, you know, we may have some new people coming. So, you know, let's kind of keep it uh, a little bit on the high level, just if somebody's, you know, not invested in, in, in apartment right. complexes before. Yeah. Just, I mean, it is, and can be easily simplified. Uh, think about it that we're in the, in, in the bottom of the seventh inning. Okay. And it, you can look at it as, a baseball game where you're in innings and the end of the game is the top of the market. And so we're in about the seventh inning and you change your strategy on where you are on that market. And we have been climbing. We're in a great upward swing. And eventually it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when that's going to crash. And in, in real estate, you make money when you buy real estate. So we are, we right now, we change our focus to look for value add properties and we're very selective about what we buy. I look at about a hundred properties before we make an offer on one. And, and that's because the market we're in is very, very tight. There's a lot of competition and, uh, and we don't want to get burned. Now we always need to be buying because we never know when the real top of the market is. This could be the roaring 20s. We've got another 10 years of growth. And this could be uh, 2007 and next year it's going to crash. Mm-hmm. I'm not an economist. I don't really know. But we plan on buying in every cycle. We just adjust to where we, to what that timing is in that market cycle on what we're buying and how we're buying. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What's what's the uh, what's the housing need right now for uh, affordable houses? And I guess you know, kind of, I guess if you can tie into that a little bit, like uh, you know, what's your sweet spot as far as and maybe define you know uh, an A apartment complex and a B and a C and a D. What you know, if you will, kind of ex- define that, and then wh- you know, where where do you guys like to be, and what's the demand kind of nationally or in in your markets that you like to? I like I like B and C quality properties, and that's because that's the only asset class with diminishing supply. So every year. There's B and C quality properties that are torn down, that are closed up, and people don't build B and C class apartments. They build A class apartments. So we've got a diminishing supply, and we've got a growing uh, demand. So we're always going to have those properties full. We're always going to be able to raise rents. Our basis in those are much lower than replacement cost. So our rents have got to go up to a point where new construction makes sense before we have any additional competition. So B and C quality properties are the place to be B and C multifamily apartments are the way to be. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I, I, I love that analogy on the, uh, you know, nobody's building B, C or even D nobody does it. Every, everything's a, and then it just kind of, just kind of shifts down as time, as time roll, rolls along in it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's fascinating. Um, and do you see shortage in the, in, in the housing markets coming up down the road? Uh, there's, there's already a shortage, which is why there's so much, uh, rent growth. Rent growth mm-hmm. has been unbelievable the last few years. And uh, we were in a artificial bubble and then an artificial pop. And so that created a whole lot of uh, opportunities for people to go ahead and buy everything you bought the last Four or five years was a home run. So my concern is there's a whole lot of sponsors out there that have raised money for properties. And over the last four or five years, everybody's a hero. Mm. And nobody's been through down market cycles. Whereas since we've been around for 28 years, we've seen three major cycles. And we know how to manage in downturns. We know how to buy. We know how to take care of those assets. And values will go up and down. But it's like a man with a yo-yo on an escalator. Over time, it's going to go up nice and solid over time. In the down markets, because we're buying mainly for cash flow, cash flow might dip a little bit. The value might drop a lot. But we just have the ability to ride on through it because of our position that we have in those properties. I'm not a fan of fix and flip. I like to buy and hold on long-term. And because of that, we spend a little bit more money on capital expenditures. We do things right. No lipstick on a pig. We go through and we fix everything right and plan on a long-term ownership. And because of that, it's a win-win-win-win situation. Um, Of course, we make money by providing this service. Investors make a great return on their money. Residents have a great place to live. And the funny part about that is the cities love us because we're not hit and run. We're not uh, bad operators. We've got three different cities right now that actually take people that are looking at investing in in their city. They take them to our property, say, look what we're doing in our city. Two of those, actually of those three, we bought the worst property in the city. And then we turned it around to one of the best. 
Nice. So that's, that's very satisfying also. Nice. I want to, I want to go back to something you said there a minute ago, and I think this will be helpful for our investors. And then also we've got, um, uh, some new syndicators, I think that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, come into our community. And so I think you're in a, and this will be a little bit, uh, of an area where you can toot your own horn a little bit here, but, um, uh, you, you reference this and, you know, we've been in a, just a, you know, a, a 10 year bull market. Every, every, everything has been easy. Stock market's been easy. Apartments have been easy. There's more multifamily apartment syndicators and sponsors. And there's probably ever been in the history of mankind that are out there. There are tons and tons of programs that are teaching people how to be sponsors. And, um, so I kind of want to reference this question with just kind of understanding that. And then um, from the investor standpoint, you know, what, what do investors need to, you know, look out for? And you referenced that a little bit. I'll give you a little more, uh, a little more room to run with that one. And then also, um, you know, in, in, in reaching back and helping a little bit for somebody that might be a new sponsor that's wanting to do it the right way and doesn't have, you know, 28 years of experience, but they're in this and they want to be in it for the long haul. You know, what advice can you give to investors and then also maybe to new, new sponsors or syndicators that are out there? Well, I certainly appreciate that question because it gives me an opportunity to put a little plug in there. <laughs> Every month. We, I teed it up for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Every month we actually provide a free educational meeting and we have it live in Dallas-Fort Worth. And, and that's every month. And then we also do a road trip every month where we take everybody to properties that we have. Now, that education is, I, I'm all about giving away. Education should be free, in my opinion. Not that the government's paying for it, but that people like us, we provide free education saying what you should do, how you do it, et cetera. Well, we provide that education because I want educated partners and I want them to know how to analyze properties, what to look at, see where those pitfall, pitfalls are so that when they invest in something else, they can see what questions to ask. Hmm. Most of the time, people don't even know what questions to ask. And so we go through how to analyze in depth an apartment property or any other real estate transaction, how to analyze that so that you can look at that and say, is this a good deal or not? Because there's one particular, one small item that if you change that by even a fraction of a percent, then it dramatically increases the overall return of the whole investment. And so as a sponsor, if I either want, if a sponsor wants to pump up his numbers or is just naive, then if they screw that number up, then it can give projections that are wildly inaccurate. So I want investors to be able to look at that, see what it is, know what it is. Now, on, on a way of, of doing that on helping sponsors is uh, we actually have helped a few sponsors, and we're doing that more. We just took on two more. And we actually walk hand-in-hand hand with them, and we go buy a property together as sponsors. They can... Uh, piggyback on our whole team, our whole process and everything. And I will teach them and help them how to go raise money, how to make sure that you're buying the right deal, how to make money on that deal and, uh, and all the ins and outs and how to do it. 
Yeah, very, very, very well said. And um, I, I, I totally ag- agree with that. I, and that's one of the things I, I speak with a lot of young, young sponsors. And, you know, one of the things that I tell them is, you know, they've got to have a mentor and they've got to have somebody that's got a long track record and has been doing it successfully. And if they, if they want to be good, uh, you, you, you can't start off running the show. You got to really work with somebody who really understands uh, what they're doing. And so, um, I'll give a plug, a plug there for you, um, that, that, that you're, uh, a, a great one to, uh, uh to be a mentor. So, uh, appreciate you, so you for, for all that you do. So, um, uh, I'm going to shift gears just a little bit here and I want to kind of touch on uh, a few things. One is, um, you're, you're really the second generation. You're the, you're the G2, uh, for this family that, that, you know, has, has gotten started. And so, you know, I want, um, you know, one thing that's that's really important to me and to uh, a lot of our clients and to our community and the, our our mindset is just is legacy. And so, um, you know, I think what you've done is is beautiful, and that you know you're passionate about the family business and you're you're a hundred percent bought in. Um, so, I would like your comments on um, how how did you get that way. And, you know, what advice could you give to other G1s, Gen Gen 1s or the, you know, the patriarch or the matriarch of a family uh, to have a G2 like you that's so bought into the business? And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put a a back part to that question and and I'm going to reference when when you were at our last meeting, you 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 asked my permission to talk to some of the young people in the audience. And, and, uh, you, you, you referenced this a little bit earlier about, um, advice for doing what you want to do and doing what you're passionate about, but make sure that you invest in real estate. So that, that's always stuck with me. And I, I, I give you credit for saying that. And we can, we can probably put that in the show notes somewhere so we can, we can get it directly from your mouth here. But, uh, to re- reframe the question here, you know, what advice for G1s that want to have a G2 that's totally bought in and then, you know, also, you know, speak it, speaking to a G2 or a G3, what advice would you give them? Well, you kind of stole my thunder on exactly what I was going to say on that. <laughs> because uh, No, 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 it's good. I'm glad you remembered that I said that. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it, it was it was stuck with me. I've used it a few times. Well, Thank my you. my what I told my kids was follow your dreams, whatever they are and invest in real estate because it, real estate will give you the cash flow to do whatever you want to do in life. And by doing that, that is something that, that will be there. The investments that I have now will, could be providing cash flow for my great, great, great grandkids. Mm. So it's, it's a legacy that we're building up to have something that, that will go on forever as far as, me personally, I've got everything so that it rolls over into a trust where we've got uh, a trustee and my kids as the um, um, as the managers of that trust, and that way they can continue the real estate side while they are pursuing whatever their dreams are. And and I think that's real important on on the legacy side. Is it, I, I was struck by something at that same meeting of yours where so many of your doctors and dentists feel like they're in a glass box and they want to get out of there. And, and um, my wife's son, my, one of my stepsons is, is going to is pre-dental 
And so many of them said, no, don't do it. I wouldn't go that route. And I'm like, what are you crazy? I mean, that's, I mean, dentists have a money tree, but I didn't really see that as a gilded cage as a lot of them did. And um, so I think that, that follow your dream, invest in real estate. But as far as those gen ones right now, just do the same thing, encourage them to follow their dreams, but set something in place that can teach them real estate. And those real estate investments can go on for generations to help them in that. Now, I also don't want to provide a silver spoon to kids where they've got some trust money and their trust fund babies. I'm sure nobody else does. So it's doled out just to help with living expenses, medical expenses, things like that. So they still have to earn some type of living, but that's their choice on how they live. How did, how did your dad bring you into the business? And, and was there ever a time when you rebelled and you said, I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I want to go do something else. <laughs> well, um, I always said, I'm so glad my dad got into real estate because I was a horrible mechanic. <laughs> I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And at 16, I started working for him and he taught me everything, everything he knew. He was, he was do, studying for real estate courses and I was right behind him. So he was teaching me as we were going along with his experience in real estate. And, uh, and so that was a huge, huge benefit. All of, all of my partner investors, they say, I wish I would have started earlier. And I was in the fortunate position of starting early. And because of that, I, and being in charge of a $200 million portfolio, that is, that is an unbelievable opportunity that I had. And in our meeting that we had this last Tuesday, I actually was talking about my dad. He died at 57. And um, I couldn't thank him enough for what he did as far as providing that education and an opportunity to allow me to do what I'm doing, which I make money off of real estate, not off of education. So I want to give that away so that everybody else can benefit like I did. We even had a class for kids for 16 to 24-year-olds on how to invest in real estate, how to analyze it, what to do, how to do that, because they can start now. Yeah, I love it. I don't know if that answered your question or not. I kind of rambled. Yeah, yeah, no, I know it did. It did. Um, So let's go back to the market just a little bit as far as the multifamily market. I know historically – you've really focused on uh, value add and, um, you know, to, just to kind of define that, that's typically where you, uh, you know, find, find, find a project that need, needs a little work and you buy it and you do a little work and you add value to it and you increase the rents and add more amenities and, and make it perform better. And then, um, you know, there's a lot of guys that do new construction where they're going into these, you know, brand new ground up uh, construction. So, you know, uh, can you go into you know, why, why value add made the most sense for you or for, and also, you know, for our investors that are listening and why value add is so critical at, at this time of the cycle. And then um, what, what would make you, and I know, I know you've got, I'm, I'm, I'm teeing this one up a little bit too. Um, there are times when it does, it might make sense to do new construction. I know you've got uh, a new construction deal that you guys are working on now. So can you kind of just uh, comment on, on value add and from the investor mindset, you know, w- w- you know, w- when does this make sense and when would that make sense? Well, first off, we create tax-free mailbox money. And that's our whole idea. That's our tagline, tax-free mailbox money. And 
that business model, we use the five R's, which is recapitalize, rehab, reposition, refinance, and repeat. And so any property that makes sense to go ahead and do that process is what we look at. Now, value add is where we're forcing appreciation. We know that if we buy a property, for example, we just bought one that rents are, I want to say they're $700. We know that when we go in there, we fix up the property, rents will go to $1,000. So we go in there and it's not always a little CapEx. It it could be $25,000 a door we put into them to really turn the property around. But on on a value add, we're trying to rapidly increase the value of the property. The faster we do that, we can refinance and pull most of our cash out tax-free our last 10 projects or so between months 12 and 24. We've refinanced and pulled out between 30 and 60% of our original investment tax-free. So if somebody put in hundred grand, they get their cash flow, they get 30 to 60% of their cash back in 12 to 24 months that they can go repeat that process, hold on to that asset and have tax-free mailbox money coming in from that investment. They don't get diluted, anything else. They still have their same ownership percentage. And by keep on repeating that process on the value add is the way that we're building wealth. We also do value add, I mean, yield plays. And that's just mailbox money. That's, hey, we don't have to do much to it. It's going to throw out a good return for a long period of time. But in this part of the market cycle, if you buy something that's 98% occupied at a six cap, and there's nowhere to go but down. Mm-hmm. Interest rates are going to go up. Cap rates are going to go up. And occupancy could go down. Uh, it's because it's not going to go up over 98%. And rents are probably pretty tapped out. So uh, that's where you got to be careful on what you're investing in to know whether or not there's downside. Yeah. Uh, really good. And I, I'm going to probably going to come back and ask you uh, some, some follow-up questions on that on the backside for our, for our clients. Cause there's a lot, a lot of really good uh, comments there. We're kind of getting towards the end of the first side here. So um, let's see, Darwin, do you have a book or a quote uh, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, uh, two of my favorite books are the four hour work week and another one called bold by Diamandis. And bold is great. That, that gets to think about those billion dollar ideas. But I think there's one that I learned about it at uh, your event in Destin, which was called the go-giver. And I really liked that because that really focuses on others. You focus on helping others, then you get what you want. And that's really what we're focusing on because I've been so blessed by what my dad gave me that I make money off of real estate, I can give away the education and, and help provide that to other people. And so I, I think the go-giver, it's about others. So uh, that would be the one that I would leave it with. Great. What about a quote? You know what? I'm going to have to pass on the quote right now. There's too many out there. I'm sure if I thought about it a little bit longer. I can, I can quote you. Uh, do, do what you're passionate about and invest in real estate. We'll, there you go. We'll, we'll put that one on you. Perfect. So, um, What's your definition of freedom? Freedom. My definition of freedom is options, Hmm. is having options. If you think about somebody in prison, 
They've got the least amount of freedom. They've got the least amount of options. Everybody tells them what to do. And there's a whole lot of people in financial prison where they're, they're obligated by debts and expenses. And so they have no financial options. So to me, it's options. It's having the ability to have options, whether you're going to work from home, whether you're going to decide to take the day off, you know, whether you're going to travel to Europe, having those options is, is freedom. Yeah. Well said. So, uh, Darwin, if, uh, some of our listeners, investors, uh, young sponsors want to get in touch with you, what's, what's the best way to do that? Well, you can go to darwingerman.com, D-A-R-W-I-N-G-E-R-M-A-N.com is the best way to do that. Um, we're also redesigning everything and we have, uh, we should have links for our education. We've got stuff on YouTube if you want to Google that and, uh, th- or if you want to contact us directly, invest, I-N-V-E-S-T at darwingerman.com. And those emails go to myself and our investor relations uh, team member named Jeremy. So either one of those, reach out. We'd love to talk to you. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, a lot of good stuff. I've got a lot of great questions for you on the backside, but if you're, if you're listening on the public side, I'm sorry <laughs> that this is, this has been great. Uh, Darwin, uh, I- incredible content there. hope you guys were uh, taking notes. Um, any, any, any last comments on the, on the front side you want to make before we, uh, before yeah. we wrap up over here? I really appreciate what you're doing on helping give people options and, and teaching them how to escape that glass box. So I I appreciate everything you're doing. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the high speed podcast. I hope you got a lot of tremendous value out of today. And uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks Darwin. Hi, this is Dr. Forrest Bryant, and I want to thank you for listening to the High Speed Podcast. Uh, We want to remind you that the information we share on this show is impersonal and only our opinion. You should not take impersonal advice and apply it to your own situation without discussing this information with us or with another licensed professional uh, that's familiar with your situation. Um, Our opinions are just that, and this show is for education only. Uh, This is in no way a solicitation or offer to sell any securities or other types of investments. So thank you and uh, have a great day. You've been listening to the High Speed Podcast. To read our blog and to learn more, visit our website at www.highspeedpodcast.com.